0: Welcome to the Chasing Squirrels Lab. In the lab, we talk with educators and innovators and creators and makers that are using cool tools to sometimes recreate the classroom experience, inspire their students, and definitely inspire themselves. Today in the lab, I have Richard Erdman. How you doing, Richard?
1: Uh, Good morning, Chris. I'm Richard Erdman. I'm an elementary school principal. I've been an administrator for the past 17 years in a variety of different schools in New York region. And uh, my passion right now is finding ways to integrate uh, modern learning approaches to support staff and students at my school.
0: That's awesome. So labs the, the labs version of Chasing Scrolls is all about kind of looking at those tools that make educators feel... I like to say cool. Sometimes it's creative. Sometimes it's innovative. But where they feel like they're hitting that sweet spot, I love that you throw down on the modern learning. So, what uh, what tools right now are you find are inspiring your work?
1: Uh, what we're working on basically is using uh, Google Apps for Education to support uh, staff learning uh, in a variety of different ways, and also trying to gamify our staff meetings of professional learning through things like Kahoot or Padlet and uh, finding ways to just motivate and engage uh, uh, staff with their professional learning at our school.
0: I gotta tell you, um, you know, before we hit the record, uh, I said I've, I've been really fortunate to have a whole lot of awesome conversations, both um, inside my own school board and outside the school board and sort of throughout Ontario. And I, I, I crave to hear Gamify and staff meeting <laughs> in the same yeah. in the same sentence, shape that out a little bit. So, you know what it, this is obviously inspirational inspirational to you. But um, what are the games that you see kind of landing nicely with the staff?
1: Yeah. Well, the the big one that we started to use was Kahoot. It was a great way to introduce staff. It was a good motivator in terms of uh, sort of engaging all staff and participating in a Kahoot game. Uh, we used it sort of to review a couple of uh, learning outcomes that we had. And what I noticed was uh, we tried to model it for them, but also encourage them to try it with their students in the class. And the very next day, I was walking in the hallway into a French class, and they had used the Kahoot game as sort of like a, a way to sort of facilitate and consolidate their learning uh, with the kids. So the very next day, I noticed it in the classroom. So I was really impressed to see that you know a simple way to you know get learning happening through a Kahoot uh, was being effectively used with kids the following day.
0: It's awesome. I like to, I like to look at some of the splash points when those tools are introduced, introduced into kind of uh, I always like to assume a neutral party and you kind of scan out to the room and you look at the individuals that are, you get that little twinkle that kind of twinkle. And I, I can only imagine the positive vibes you would feel walking the hall and then seeing it, hearing it going on in the classroom. The, um, the Kahootin itself is a, it's a, it's a great tool. It's a great survey tool. The, the, the power of that, are you getting feedback from any of your team members, any of your staff or even any of the the kids in the school, like seeing that, that effect of it's starting in one place, but kind of like it's creating these little, the ripple effect out into other places.
1: Yeah. It's like a motivator. So for staff, in terms of, it's a way to engage staff, get them participating. Uh, you can use it to set direction or focus, Uh, You can use it to review uh, important content or highlight important information that you want to get through to them. Uh, It can help promote awareness. Uh, And it really gets the staff engaged and motivated. And I noticed that. the, ki- uh, the teachers, when they use it in their classroom, also eventually engage kids in creating their own Kahoot games with their own uh, student voice and choice as well. So it moved right from, you know, a general understanding with the teachers, they used it, and then it got down to the kid level, which is important for me. So that it was engagement in the classroom with kids creating their own Kahoot games and creating their own questions and then challenging each other. So that was kind of a neat uh, byproduct of introducing it to staff.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. When the, um, I always wonder, because I, I, I play with a lot of tools like this in my classroom too, and I'm always, I'm always kind of amazed. There's a moment of amazement when um, parents hear about some of the cool things that are used in classes. Is there any feedback coming from, it might, and let's say let's, if we can use Kahoot, but even just moving towards some of the other digital tools, where um, we are feeling solid. Are you getting any feedback from communities and parents are saying that's kind of cool too?
1: Yeah, a lot of our teachers are now using Google Classroom mm. as a means of, uh, of working with kids. And a lot of teach- uh, Sorry, uh, parents are also getting involved in that by being able to see and view what's happening on Google Classroom at home, uh, where kids are working on assignments or you know handing things in or uh, providing descriptive feedback to each other online. And, and the parents have had some really good positive feedback in terms of of the availability of them to sort of get a small glimpse of what's happening in the classroom, uh, outside of the classroom. Cause as we all know, parents don't have the opportunity to be here very often, mm-hmm. but this is the way they can sort of peek in and see what's happening and the learning that's going on using technology through Google Classroom.
0: That's cool. Have you, have you heard of the, the SAMR model?
1: Yes, like, definitely. Yeah. So
0: it's, it's one of those catchphrases out there and you can sort of use it to measure within your staff, right? You know, like where everyone's comfort zone is and, um, does it, does it work with parents? And I've, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. Like, can, can we look at that sort of, are they, are they engaged? Are they using? Are they creating? Are they curating? I, I thought that would be a really cool kind of conversation to be in with yeah. parent communities as far as like, what are they contributing? Maybe just not peeking in is awesome. Right. Connecting is amazing. Communicating, rock star status. Right. What about that creation thing? Like,
1: Right. Well, the kids are at the higher level of the Simer model. I think uh, teachers are moving as well from the substitution level on to the augmentation. Yeah. So they're getting there. And I think uh, from the parent perspective, they're just sort of, you know, they're still at the early stages to see what's sure. happening here. And the kids are taking it to the next level by really digging deeper and creating their own and... And embedding multiple different types of technologies and different software into their into their learning processes.
0: I find that's always the that's always the, a bit of a, a tricky spot. Sometimes is like you get you get on board with one tool, you feel like you're maximizing it, and then you look at that one tool and you say, "Geez, I would really like to do that thing with that one tool." And often you find is you have to use another tool, Right. and then some of the really kind of keen early adopters are like, hey, yeah, and then with these two tools, this thing can kind of happen. It's like uh, minecrafting your own uh, reality as your learning reality. So any any other tools that you're sort of adding into the Kahoot or yeah, beside so, the Kahoot?
1: Yeah, so to, to start off with, we decided that we wanted to change up our staff meetings altogether. We hmm. wanted to create a whole new way of learning for staff and engagement. So what we decided to do is use the Google suite of tools to create an online Uh, staff meeting agenda. And the staff meeting agenda basically was created online. It allows for staff input. It allows for staff leaders to embed their work Um, It gives them a chance to uh, embed the links and the videos and the Kahoot games right into the the learning. And another tool that we used was uh, Padlet Mm. to get, uh, again, from our perspective, the staff voice and choice as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, often in a staff meeting, there's maybe one or two or three people that speak up and speak forward for an issue or concern. But by embedding Padlets and giving uh, table groups and individuals a chance to uh, write up their uh, ideas and suggestions and their concerns you get a much broader voice. And then using the Padlet, we were able to um, use that after the fact uh, in our leadership team meetings to sort of look at, you know, what were the voices of staff? What were they saying? And then using that feedback for follow-up either meetings or follow-up learning. So adding in the Padlet, broadened the voices of staff, and also, again, I've noticed Padlet being used in classes as well for student voice and choice. And it gives a much broader perspective and a much broader focus on uh, a variety of different viewpoints and stakeholders rather than just those few people that would speak up.
0: Yeah, for sure. I like I like that idea of building access points. Access points, nets, on ramps, all that kind of language that suggests that there's definitely more resources in the room than let's right. say the patent paper is capturing or the conversation is capturing. Um, so kind of three robust tools. How do you... Um, so someone's jumping into this, whether or not they're they're jumping into let's say Padlet or they're jumping into Kahoot or they're starting to use the G Suite for um, so that collaborative whiteboard space for the right. whole staff. Any um, any challenges of note coming into this? That uh, you know, either that you you locked or rocked it, you kind of completed it, or you feel like you're still still in that growth stage where we're you know trying to juggle. I like to look at it almost like. I've never found that space in my classroom where I could say I'm entirely a digital teacher. Um, I mean, it's blending. Um, sometimes I call it juggling. You're just trying to. You have your whiteboard. You have your sticky notes. You have your phones out. You have your iPad. So, where do you feel the community is right now in that sort of that growth, that growth process?
1: Yeah, so to start with, um, if your staff is not familiar with uh, Google at all, uh, the entry point for me was uh, having staff start off with the Google Calendar. Mm. So we taught everyone at staff meetings, at professional learning, how to access the Google Calendar, how to post on the Google Calendar, and that was a good entry point into getting all staff engaged and know how to log into Google, how to get onto the, uh, the site, how to you know post something on count. so that was step number one once we did that then everyone had sort of a familiarity with how to get onto google that's when we started the uh, interactive staff meeting agendas and basically it was created by monica and myself as an admin team we sort of created the structure of it and then we invited the leadership team to join in and they were we taught them how to upload video clips and mm-hmm. files and so forth and that's how it all started and then uh we invited staff uh you know uh to either log in during the staff meeting uh, so they could see it on the screen but they could also log in on their own devices Mm -hmm. and we invited them to add in their notes. And so we used it as both the agenda, but also the minutes simultaneously, uh, for those staff that were absent or couldn't be there, they were able to access it at a later date. They could find out, you know, what we talked about. They could see, uh, they could access the videos or the link, the hyperlinks to different websites. So it's, it's about, it was a great way to sort of, um, be an archive of the learning, but also, uh, be interactive. So you could see on the screen, people typing in comments or notes or things Mm -hmm. as we're working through. So it was really good. Uh, it's quick and easy. The other great advantage of it was that, you know, as we all know, agendas change. So even last minute, we could change. If our guest speaker was late, we could move them down. Within a matter of seconds, we could update the, you know, a hard copy agenda. It's hard to do that. Yeah. Uh, so last minute changes. It also gave us a chronological history of all the meetings. So say in January, we're going, remember we talked about it in October, we could just click on a button and it would take us right to the October meeting and we could see the notes from there. So you could flip back and forth between months and see, you know, and go back to what we've done. So it was a great way, uh, you know, at the moment at the staff meeting, but also uh, after the fact for those that couldn't attend and also for leadership team to review or see what was
0: happening there. So
1: those are all the advantages of the interactive staff meeting agendas.
0: It's quite remarkable because you're, as you're saying that, if, if we hadn't framed this on the front end as staff, it would be a very robust classroom. <laughs> right, right. No, right. I love, this I love that. As well. Yeah, like I'm just, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm seeing the that digital hallway where you know the walls of classrooms and the walls of staff learning are starting to get a little bit more transparent as more the expectations of students to sort of become, let's say, you know, engage in modern learning tools, but also teachers to get there too, and finding ourselves in this really cool space where more of us can move on together you know it's not as compartmentalized it's really cool
1: as george gurra says we need to model the innovation we want to see so as an admin team we felt that it was important that if we're expecting teachers to model innovation and modern learning in their classrooms. We also need to model it as ourselves. So that's sort of as the stepping stone as to why we did this. Indirectly, we wanted it a much more efficient, it's much more uh, user-friendly, but also we're modeling innovative approaches that we hope the teachers will take into their classrooms to model with their students, which in turn will help support student innovation as well. So that's Behind the scenes, that's the whole uh, reason for this. And I think it was successful uh, in terms of moving forward. We did a year-end survey. Mm-hmm. And uh, 75% of staff said they would like to continue with the interactive virtual that's staff cool. meetings and 100% wanted to continue on with our carousels of learning, which I can talk about more if you want.
0: Yeah, throw it down, for sure.
1: Yeah, so after we created this interactive staff meeting agenda, we decided let's go a step farther. So we decided that we would change our staff meeting yet again from these face-to-face staff meetings to the second month would be what we call a carousel of learning, where staff would volunteer to sort of highlight and present uh, little uh, mini-modules to staff. So there was uh, a chance for staff to volunteer, uh, there were four different options for staff to pick from, and then staff would go through two or three modules uh, during the second month. And then we took it a step further by creating a virtual staff meeting. So every third month, uh, we didn't actually have to meet face-to-face. It was done through, a, we created a staff Google Classroom, mm-hmm. and the modules and the videos and the online learning happened right through this virtual staff meeting. So we sort of decided to have the face-to-face regular staff meeting the carousels of learning staff meeting, and then the virtual staff meeting. Then we rotated that every three months. So it was kind of neat, a different approach uh, uh, to to building capacity among staff. So that's the model we adopted for the rest of the year.
0: Man, I'm reminded of so many conversations that I've I've had with educators where they something in the conversation they say, yeah, but that's kind of the future. Like that's kind of just a little too far. I'm not, I'm not there yet. And, I, and I, I always, I'm going to honor wherever my colleagues are, and I'm going, to, I'm going to sort of exist in that space and then try and nudge a little bit. Nudge, in, if anything, just the thinking a little bit. And I always find myself thinking, what, that example of staff meetings that you just presented, it, to me, is not future. Right. It's now. Because when you look at the aggregation of the tools that are available, Right take advantage of it, <laughs> enough, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense richard that's awesome yeah. like i have to say it's awesome and and the thing that the you know maybe we don't have video attached to this but i can also see the enthusiasm and joy as you talk about this like you've got it locked you you you, you see exactly how this works and yeah. that um, that's infectious
1: yeah well again uh we had positive feedback from staff for sure and it's just a different way of learning and honoring people's needs as you know staff meetings can become tiresome it's a long day after a full day of work Mm -hmm. with kids and then you have to come for another hour and a half and sit down and go through so this is a way to keep the engagement level high to keep staff participation and and a different way to get voice and choice uh, a different way to um, you know present information and we found so far it's pretty successful and the feedback is Let's continue doing that for the following year. So we'll keep evolving. Again, you don't start with all of these things. You start mm-hmm. slow and build over time yeah. and add another layer and add another layer. And then eventually it turns out to be, you know, a, a multi different, a multi, multi different ways of, of engaging staff for sure.
0: That's amazing. Where would you like to be found? Someone's going to have a question. Someone would want to reach out. I've had it happen. They come back to me. I always like to redirect it to the individual that said the amazing words. Where would you like to be found if they reach out?
1: Yeah, Twitter is the best place. Probably at our Erdman is my Twitter handle. Uh, I'm also on Go- the Google Plus community. Okay. I posted some of this work on there. Uh, I'd be more than willing to share um, my slides on how to build some of these things. Uh, so if you're interested, yeah, you can reach out at Twitter, at our Erdman or at Google Plus community.
0: Fantastic. Thanks, Richard. Thank you, Chris. This was awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find other episodes of Chasing Squirrels Lab and Trail Mix on iTunes and Podbean. If you're interested in coming on here and having a conversation, probably the best way to reach out to me is through Twitter, at Chris J. Clough. I really appreciate the time you've spent listening, and we'll see you soon.